0: You know, the culture is actually damn good.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: Hey, where y'all at?
3: Mr. Mrs. North and South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press.
2: This
3: is Trafalgar Square. The noise that you hear at the moment is the sound of the air raid siren.
2: Uh, This young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him? Well, I guess that's more than
1: most 21-year-olds
0: could handle. Who the hell are you guys? Charles and Mambo and Ajax and their Aunt Bev, her boyfriend King Chicken.
3: How has tabloid journalism become so influential and so popular in today's world? I think that I definitely want to keep my relationship, you know, a little bit more guarded. Kim went public with a
1: relationship with Kanye in March.
3: Pretty good television we don't do good television we do the news bros come on i love you bros does everybody have to be crazy today now get me saving
0: went side and that is intercepted it is picked off by moreland with some blocks jimmy moreland inside the 20. third and goal haskins to give. barbers in touchdown washington on fourth downs last year, here comes the house. Wentz is buried! Bostic on the linebacker blitz, and that's that. Steps in trouble. Sack ball is looped. Picked up by Washington. It's Kerrigan.
1: Washington has it with a strip sack. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. Oh, yeah. Victory formation There's Monday. Space to here at SportsJourney.com and on the Bob Matthews Podcast. Welcome, everyone. It is a beautiful day. How many of us, show of hands, you got up, first quarter ends, and you say to yourself, this is what I've been looking forward to for the last month, month and a half, whatever it's been? Really? I don't want to say that this comeback was a big deal. You know the last time they came back from a 17-point or more deficit? 2015 against the Buccaneers. That was it. Was the it was the Kirk Cousins you like that game? Uh huh. Yeah, the Kirk Cousins you like that game. 27-17. Your Washington football team, as of 2:30 Eastern Time Monday, is in first place in the NFC East. Have to see what happens with the Giants tonight. You know what? The rest of the week, we can and we will. We got to break down the tape. Once Coach's tape comes out, we're going to see things that are going to disturb us and to concern us. Like Jerron Christian's play at left tackle. Uh, the fact that Dwayne Haskins, when you look at the numbers, not great. Not so much that, though, but I think what's going to concern me when I go back and look at the tape is... There were some, there were some tight windows there that fortunately he got the ball through, but I'm not sure we want to see that every week. But you know what? That is all for much, much later in the week. You know, we can talk about that. We can talk about that Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And by the way, uh, our Redskins insider Robbie Duncan is going to be along later in the week, and we are going to break down that coach's tape and talk with him about that today, It is all about reveling in a win against those animals from Philadelphia. You gotta love it, 27-17, and not to toot my own horn too much, but what were we? I'm sorry, we were saying it during training camp. The key to this season is gonna be the off the defensive line. We were saying there's too much talent there for it not to be a factor, and what happened? Eight sacks, two interceptions, uh, there would have been a third had it not been called back, and Chase Young, damn, just damn. You know, the Redskins have had a lot of defensive players that have come in their rookie year hyped. Uh, You know, from LeVar Arrington, Jonathan Allen, and everybody uh, on the defensive line, just about. But Chase Young's different. He's just different. And he's the catalyst to the whole thing. What you saw yesterday, and I hope we continue to see it throughout the year, is going to be the blueprint for what I think can be this team being competitive. we, We talked about it in the preseason. Look, last year... I thought was an aberration. I thought what you saw was just the entire house of cards falling down. But the years before that, not so bad. Not great, but not horrible either. There's more talent on this team than a three-win team. And I think that bore out yesterday. What a difference it makes having adults in the room. We said Ron Rivera and his staff was going to be a difference this year, and it looks like they may very well be. Ah, So much to go over today. Uh, We're going to take you into the locker room here in a few minutes. First, though, let's go over some stats here, some stuff you may not have heard by now. Uh, And we might as well start with Chase Young. He's as good as advertised. He's a freak. He is going to be terrorizing the league for years and years to come. And thank God they kept it simple on draft day and just went with the obvious. Chase Young uh, played 78% of the snaps. Uh, I think was credited for a sack and a half, uh, one force fumble. Should have had um, a second one. Well, no, not not a second one, but had the uh, he also had the hit on Carson Wentz that resulted in an interception that was wiped out because of an offside call. But here, here I want, uh, here's what I'm getting at with this. I look at the snap counts yesterday. Now, this is really this is really interesting. Um, again, Chase Young played majority of the game, fifty-three snaps, seventy-eight percent of the defensive snaps yesterday. But because you've got Chase Young in there, that Chase Young is—I look at him as what I think is the tipping point to this defense. They've been investing in the defensive line. For the last four years, you know, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, who was a late round find, Duran Payne, Montez Sweat, Young, combine them, combine all of them with Ryan Kerrigan. And then you switch to a four, three. What have you got here? What did we say before the year that we thought we'd see? And what came out of yesterday's game? You got a bunch of first round picks plus, uh, couple of late-round finds, and I should put Tim Settle in there, too, uh, because Tim Settle uh, got some, you know, obviously got some time as well, but you got quality player after quality player after quality player that the Redskins were able to throw at the Eagles offensive line, and yes, I know, they were down to a third tackle at one point. Still, with all of the built-in advantages they had, they were talented enough and had enough personnel that they were able to take advantage of it. You had guys fresh all throughout the game. Why'd Ryan Kerrigan have two snacks? He only, uh, saps, sna, uh, sacks? He only played uh, 22 snaps, 32% of the, of the snaps on defense. But you're able to keep him fresh. I love the fact that Jonathan Allen was only in on 53% of the snaps. You know He had slight knee issue. He's got the arthritic shoulders. There's a guy you're going to need to keep fresh down the down the line as the season wears on and the fact that they can they rotated pain in there a lot they rotate you know they rotated sweat in there sweat you know both sweat and young got some breathers and because of that i think that was a big part of what you saw in the fourth quarter that for a change the redskins defense was able to close this game out and make no mistake about it they closed it out this wasn't I, I got to thinking about it. One of the biggest wins last year was, ironically, Ron Rivera's last game with the Panthers, remember, in at FedEx Field. And how'd that game end? Yes, the Redskins, uh, yes, the Washington football team won that game. They won that game when Cam Newton, on the last play of the game, was not able to throw a touchdown pass. Eh, somewhat... Good defensive play on the back end, but also just kind of dumb luck as well. Yesterday? mm, No. Yesterday, they just plain old shut the Eagles' offense down. So that was one encouraging sign. Another encouraging sign that I don't think has been talked about too much, we'll talk about it with Nikki, is the whole what we find out after the game was the whole. Hollywood ending to this thing. Ron Rivera is, although it was, you know, pre-planned before the game, he's off getting an IV um, (laughs) during halftime. And he just casually mentions, yeah, I was getting an IV. Um, There wasn't really anybody to go to the podium. So Dwayne stepped up there and he gave a pretty good speech. I'm thrilled that Dwayne Haskins took the ownership there. I am more thrilled by the fact that then Dwayne Haskins came out And led that team to a win. That does more getting up and giving that speech and saying, let's not be the little brother to the Eagles anymore. Let's go out and take it to them. That's important. But what's more important is they went out and backed it up. There's another one. That There's another instance we've seen. How many times in the past have we seen this with the Redskins? A lot of talk. No action got both of those yesterday it'll be a whole different ball game this weekend different type of team they got the air raid offense that they're going to see with you know with the Arizona Cardinals Cliff Kingsbury is going to have Kyler Murray slinging it around out there uh to Larry Fitzgerald and company but for today you just got to look at it and say this was a positive step that we didn't think we were going to see this early in the season all right let's take into the locker room let us hear from some of the key players from yesterday first up we got ryan kerrigan uh, who set the Redskins' career record for sacks yesterday, passing Dexter Manley on the list? He got the uh, he got the two that puts him at 92 for his career. Asked him about the sack record, and like you might expect, hey, it's great, but you got to give all the credit to his teammates. And a lot. I
0: mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, this organization's been around for a really long time, seen a lot of you know really productive players come through and to be at the top of that list now is pretty special to me for sure.
3: And I have it done in the first game of the season. Just is there any added thing for you to get it off your back right away or anything like that?
0: Definitely. Yeah. That I mean I'm I'm definitely glad it uh, yeah, I didn't have to wait around too many games. So I'm 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 glad it, you know, it's I've talked about it a lot, you know, it was talked about a lot last year, talked about a lot this year. I'm glad to to, to finally have that place. Hey Ryan John Kine, ESPN. There was a lot of talk about the defensive line this summer. Was it? Were you like you guys were even better than they expected? I'm sorry, you kind of cut out there. There was a lot of talk about the D line this summer. Were you guys maybe even better than you expected? You might be. I mean, we expected to come out and make plays, and I mean, I, to get eight sacks. I don't know if you can ever go into a game and say, "Oh yeah, we knew we knew we were gonna get eight, eight sacks." But um, that's that's a good way to start the season. I mean, we got a lot of a lot of productive dudes in this room, and I was glad we were able to show that showcase that a little bit today.
2: How much did all of that mean for you in that context?
0: Uh, I mean, it it just it means a lot just in any context. I mean, like I said, it's the to know how, like how long this, this is one of the older organizations in the NFL and to have to, the success that a lot of the players have had that have come through this organization, you know, I've, to have my name up there with them now is like, is it really is, uh, it's awesome. I mean, I don't know if I could ever dreamed anything like this and um, it's, it's really special
2: to me.
1: You also heard some questions there from our good friends Matt Paris from the Washington Times and John Kime from ESPN. Also asked Carrigan about Chase Young. Uh, Count Carrigan, uh, like the rest of us, is um, well saying that uh, yeah, Chase Young looks like he's about as good as advertised. There,
0: as advertised, the guy is the guy is he's right here waving at me. So hi, Chase. But uh, um, also a very well dressed man, if I do say so. <laughs> Although he wore green to Philly week, which is kind of, <laughs> no, but uh, he was, you know, as advertised, I mean, the guys, you know, guys been talked about a lot for, for a lot of, for all the right reasons, guy works hard and he makes plays. So I wasn't surprised to see him making plays today.
1: Yeah. It's all smiles in the locker room after a win like that. That's for sure. Uh Dwayne Haskins also uh, at the mic yesterday. Again, the first question because we find out that uh, from Fabian Moreau how Dwayne Haskins made this halftime speech. So we had to ask him, of course. Okay, Dwayne, uh, what was the deal with the uh, whole Newt Rockney thing there at halftime?
3: Um, when playing quarterback, um, I've learned over the years that there's opportunities um, in a game or in the in the locker room or before the game to um, fire your guys up. So, for me, at uh, that, that – uh, I felt that we were um, kind of in a wall. We were really out there trying to um, – you know, we were really trying not to not to play well, but we were doing best as we could. But, you know, trying to find a way to motivate the guys and we found a way to come back second half and win. Basically, um, last year we were up 17 nothing first half against the Eagles at their place um, first game of this season. We were up. We thought we had them. Uh, They came back on the second half and demolished us. So um, pretty much the the moral of the speech was, you know, we're home. We're the home team. They're they're the visitors. Um, There's no reason why we should be feeling like we should, uh, you know, be a little bro to them in a sense. So um, for for me, it was uh, find a way to win. They find a way to win and beat us last year at their place, and this is our house, and um, we're killing ourselves. Nothing that they did that um, really stopped us. So um, we just got to continue to um, keep finding ways to win every game.
1: Like I said, it is one thing to get up there and give that speech. And that's good. That in and of itself showed growth as a leader, which Dwayne Haskins is becoming. Make no mistake about it. But it's totally other thing to go out there and then deliver the goods. Dwayne Haskins went out there and delivered the goods. And hey, again, we'll talk about it later in the week. Quite a few of those throws in some tight, tight, tight windows that might have given you a bit of a heart attack, but no interceptions. So he fit him in there. Got to give him credit for it. Fit him in the windows. Hopefully, the decision making will get better as we progress. He got it done yesterday. That's that's the bottom line right there, and because of that, it's it we're sitting here today. And Dwayne Haskins is Mr. Clutch, and the Redskins are 1-0. Joining us now is Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. She was at the game, part of the Post's always award-winning coverage. And Nikki, I don't even know um, where to start. I mean, that was definitely not what I think any of us were expecting yesterday, correct?
2: Correct. Um, you know, we were, we were hoping to see some incremental improvement um, after, you know, an entire offseason of Ron Rivera and the coaching staff and the players preaching about this culture change. Um, but for much of the early going, it just kind of looked like the same team of years past, you know, mistakes, sloppy play, inefficient offense. Um, but all of a sudden, late in the second quarter, it's like a, a switch flipped um, right after that first interception. And it was it was pretty impressive to see that turnaround. I, I think it says a lot about the team and their potential going forward.
1: Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I, uh, after the first quarter, I started thinking to myself, this is why I couldn't sleep last night to be, you know, to, to get up to watch this today. <laughs> so it, it was unbelievable. What you guys it I mean, we, we talked with Ron Rivera after the game. What when did what did you think was kind of the catalyst for the turnaround? Was it that was it that Fabian Moreau interception, or you think it was something else?
2: I think that was probably the biggest catalyst. Um I actually go back a little bit earlier, um, uh, when Ryan Kerrigan came in the game. Um I think he's his value, I think. Um, has always kind of been underrated in terms of you know where he stands among other pass rushers um, but especially with him coming on coming in on a reserve role this year with Montez Sweats starting alongside Chase Young um, he came in he had the first sack of what eight they had last night on the, yeah. on the line um, and I think that really got the line going, and the defense um, was the key to this game for for watching. It might be the key to their entire season as the offense gets up to, up to speed. Um, and that was I mean that was immediately followed by another sack by, by Matt Ionidas and Chase Young on a strip sack. So once the defense got going, I, I thought it kind of started to change the momentum, but that first interception by Fabian Moreau was, that was a difference maker because the the play before Dwayne Haskins uh, threw a low pass to Dontrell Inman on a third and eight. Um, And and you could tell that he kept an even keel Dwayne Haskins, but you could tell the frustration was kind of setting in. Um, Mm -hmm. But to his credit, I mean, he bounced back from that and they went, um, you know, he did really well in two minutes. And they had good field position and were able to put up points before the half. Um, And that was, In my mind,
1: that was the difference maker. Um. Now, um, we're talking with uh, Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. Now, this is your first season covering the Redskins. You came here from Denver, uh, both the Athletic and the Denver Post. Great paper, by the way. Um, So, you covered your share of Bronco games. I always like to ask people, especially when they're new on the beat, because a lot of us, you know, we get into that Ashburn syndrome if we've covered this team long enough. So – Comparing what you saw yesterday to some of the defenses and things that you covered in Denver. I mean, how positive a development was what we saw yesterday? Was it actually a positive development or is it still a jury still out on this
2: thing? Yeah, it's definitely positive. You want to see them string together at least a couple games, a few games to know that this wasn't a blip on the radar and this is something they can sustain. Um Yeah, Jack Del Rio was a defensive coordinator for the first year I was on the beat in Denver in 2014, and then they switched to Wade's uh, 3-4 the following year, and that was the year that the defense, uh, I mean, they had like a a record-setting defense, and they carried the offense, um, and won a Super Bowl doing that. I mean, granted, you had Peyton Manning back there, so he can mask a lot of the deficiencies of Mm -hmm. himself and the offense in general, um, but the defense was the difference maker um and and you can kind of see that here I think the offense has you know the the ceiling is much higher you know Dwayne certainly isn't Peyton Manning um but I I think there's room to grow and the fact that they're very young on both sides it's a new staff um you think about what this team could be in you know maybe two years and it's it's promising um but it is good to see that you know you know, they had four first-round picks on the line last year, too, and they couldn't make anything of it. But, you know, it, it feels like the the coaching staff knows how to use its personnel this time around.
1: I know, you know, most of the interaction with the players and stuff is over Zoom, and that's that's somewhat limiting. But do you get a sense that Del Rio's scheme, uh, the players are, are liking Del Rio's scheme a lot more than Greg Minuski's last year?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, Del Rio has, has – simplified it by letting the players do what they do best. I mean, you don't have that collection of pass rushers and not let them rush, you know, just let them loose and go to the quarterback. And that's what they, that's what they've been doing. Um, And in the backfield, I I think it plays to the player's strength. I mean, you could see how, you know, Fabian Moreau and Jimmy Moreland really stepping up in this, in this secondary. Um, So I, I think I think they do like it. I think they're going to like it even more if they see the success of it, you know, when they see the results. Um, because, they, you know, locker rooms always happy when you're winning, yeah. um, <laughs> less so when you're losing. Very true. Um, but I, I, I do think they, they do like it. I mean, they've cut a lot of the fat out of, you know, the, the scheme and, you know, what they're being asked to do and kind of focusing in on their strengths.
1: Speaking of, you know, the locker room and liking success and all of that, I mean, we're sitting there, we're listening to postgame, and it becomes almost a Hollywood script. Ron Rivera is in getting an IV after chemotherapy, and Dwayne Haskins gives the Newt Rotney speech. But I mean, how important do you think is it going to be from a credibility standpoint and everything else that not only did Dwayne get up and give that speech, but that he talked the talk, but then he went out and, and walked the walk as well?
2: yeah hugely important I, and that's been the key for him this whole offseason is you know he lost the weight um he he comes out he looks better in camp you don't have the preseason games you don't have joint training camp practices so you don't have a, a solid body of evidence to show that oh yeah this this kid is different you know he's taken a, a big leap in year two um and that that's one area where I, I think the jury still is out. Um, you know, he. I, I thought the resilience was very telling. Um, you know, you, you asked about my time in Denver, and mm-hmm. or, you know, ever since they won the Super Bowl, they've cycled through seven different quarterbacks. Um, and a lot of, a lot of what you heard the coaches say is, "I want to see what his bounce back is like." You know, when they have one bad play or a string of bad plays, does it snowball and crater their entire outlook for the game and ultimately we lose the game or are they able to bounce back and and really get their mind right and still lead the team and I think that's what we saw from Dwayne Haskins and that was promising the numbers certainly aren't mind-blowing right um but But
1: yeah the fact that he was able to come out you look at those numbers they're pedestrian and yet they still put not you know they came back from 17 points down haven't done that since 2015 they put up 27 points, which was, uh, you know, compared to last year, pretty good offensive output.
2: Right. And he, he's – it statistically, didn't look like he was pressing. Um, right. He didn't have a single turnover, which I think is hugely important, obviously. Um, but it also shows that, you know, he's not trying to get that big play to kind of get over that hump. He's He's sticking with the game plan, so –
1: how does – now, this weekend, it's Arizona, it's it's on the coast. Obviously, this is going to be a much different look they get this week with Cliff Kingsbury and the air raid offense as opposed to the Eagles, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a huge test for the secondary. I thought that week one would be a huge test with, you know, Philly's tight ends. Um, and it wasn't the early going, certainly. Um, but when you got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and um, – Kyler Murray, who's much more mobile. I mean, um, you know, it's going to be really critical that the defensive line continues to to try to wear them out, like they did against Philly. But it's also going to be hugely important that you know the, the secondary is really on their p's and q's. Um, and one of the things I'll certainly be watching is you know the status of Kendall Fuller. Uh, he was out in Week One with a knee issue that's been lingering. You know, or you know how does that affect the secondary going forward yeah,
1: any update on that today or is he still day-to-day like the rest of us
2: <laughs> day-to-day like the rest of us um you know ron said he would have an update wednesday which is when they have to put out the first injury update for the game so he doesn't like to give out injury updates before then so
1: very true very true so what do we got coming up in the post tomorrow what can we look forward to from uh, from you
2: Um, more kind of analyzing, um, week one, what worked, what didn't, um, what they can use going forward. Um, you know, a lot of what Ron said today in his presser, um, and then maybe something else about their quarterback later on. All right.
1: Ooh, a tease. I (laughs) I can't wait. Nikki (laughs) Tavala from the Washington Post. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and again, you can check out all of her stuff at WashingtonPost.com. It is good stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate
2: it. You bet. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, making the clock on the wall say it's time for us to get up on out of here. Don't forget, you can catch us at sportsjourney.com every day or as close as we can get. Also, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Go on over uh, to sportsjourney.com don't mind. i uh, got a couple articles up there coming up tomorrow on the site. We will be talking about, and here on the pod as well, whose stock is up. Three Redskins, whose stock is is definitely on the come as we go to week two have you a good one we'll talk to you tomorrow remember like the wise man once said if you're out on your bike tonight as always you wear white